Join Superintendent Battersby as she talks on the divine interlude. Enjoy. Blessings abound, my brother and sister. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby of Shekinah Worship International Ministries, Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda, bringing you greetings. Our pastor is Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, and it's a pleasure to greet you one more time to another installation of our exciting series, Insights Besuit. That's superintendent, that's me, superintendent of the Sunday School at Shekinah Worship Center. But I want to tell you about a series, an exciting series that we're doing called Escape the Coming Night. It's a series that is designed to take us through the book of Revelation with Dr. David Jeremiah. We've been doing this for the past three years. And let me tell you what an exciting series it is. It takes about 10 months to do. This is our third time around. What this is, is a concise but very easy study through the book of Revelation. We go chapter by chapter, verse by verse, through 43 lessons, and we do this once a week. And let me tell you, wow, we know of people, we all do, who would not even choose to read the book of Revelation. They don't want to know about it. It's scary. It's a mystery. All those things. We've come into this series feeling that way. But as we've gone through, we're about halfway now. This book has turned into something that is so exciting and comforting. And it shows us the things that are going on now in this world are lining up with the Bible. They really are. And they were prophesied thousands of years ago. The book of Revelation actually helps you to make sense of what's going on today. This podcast is going to focus on one of the lessons, lesson number 23. Remember, I said it's 43 lessons, so we're just past halfway. Now, if you want to know about the other lessons, I would encourage you to look up our podcasts. And I'm going to tell you where to locate them. You can find them on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google under the name Real Knows Real. Now, not only are these particular podcasts available, but we have lots of other teachings and preachings. There's so much rich word that's coming out of Shekinah Worship Center. I would encourage you to download as much as you can and listen and enrich yourself. You can also go onto YouTube under Voice for Our Times, and you'll find tons of, again, lessons and teachings and You can follow us live on Sundays during our worship experience. So anyway, that's the resources where you can find this and so many other things out of Shekinah Worship Center. But again, I'm going to focus on lesson 23, which is called the Divine Interlude. Now, it will take me too long to review what we've already done through the book of Revelation. So I'm going to give you a really, really brief overview, and then I'm going to share with you just some bite-sized portion of our study in, in Lesson 23. So the book of Revelation was written by John, the disciple of Jesus, who was imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos, the Greek Isle of Patmos. He was imprisoned by Rome. Now, at that time, Rome didn't tolerate anyone who worshipped anybody other than Caesar. So, of course, you can imagine 
if you don't know the persecution that took place for the disciples of Jesus. While John was on the Isle of Patmos, he received a vision from the Lord who showed him the future. He received the vision of Christ and he got to see Jesus in all his glory. That's what we learned in chapter one of the book of Revelation. He was given, John was given messages to send out to seven churches in Asia Minor near him. And these messages were basically, for the majority, you all need to get your act together or you're going to be in trouble. I'm going to leave it up to you to find the podcast or even open the book of Revelation and read it for yourself. But God always works like that. If you've read the Bible, God always sends a warning before he sends judgment. And in this day and age now, same thing. This Bible has been around for thousands of years and people have been preaching and warning and warning. But now we're actually seeing those warnings start to come to pass. We're seeing the the formation of those things starting to happen. So John sees uh, the, the vision of Christ and he's writing to these churches. And then our understanding is that the church is raptured after chapter three of the book of Revelation. And John's vision shifts to heaven and he sees in heaven the Lord on his throne. and He sees the church represented by 24 elders sitting in thrones surrounding God's throne. He sees multitudes of those who have been killed for the sake of the Lord, who are praising God and and serving him. There is a a book that is given in the Lord's hand. There are seven seals within this book, and he's trying to find someone who is worthy enough to open this book, to crack the seals, to discover what is in this book. And the only one who is worthy to do it is Jesus himself. So he takes this book, this scroll, And as each seal is broken, there's a judgment that's poured out onto the earth. And so through chapters four and after, we're up to this lesson tonight. This lesson that we're going to do is chapter 10. So between chapters three and 10, we've read about these seven seals that have been broken and poured out. These judgments, war and famine and disease and natural disasters and earthquakes and there are Demons that are unleashed and they go and they they attack anyone who is not God's. And we're reading about all of this. And it's heavy. This is heavy, heavy stuff. This lesson, the divine interlude, is a pause. Because by now, you're probably thinking, has Satan really taken over? Has God lost? Like, there's nothing good. in. I mean, we're saying that even now. In 2021, in the year 2021, it looks like God has lost, but actually, no, he hasn't. God is sovereign. He knows exactly what's going on. And so this particular study gives us a little hope and encouragement in the midst of all the judgment. Because you know what? The judgments haven't finished. We've seen seven seals broken and the judgments poured out. After that are seven trumpets, and we are up to trumpet number six. And after that are seven vials or bowls, which are poured out, and more judgment. So we're only in the middle. We are not finished. But we take a pause here and just lift our heads up out of all of that and see that God is in control. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the scripture for this lesson and then just share a bit about it, just a bite-sized portion to get you interested Hopefully, 
So the scripture is Revelation chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and I will read that. And here begins the reading of God's holy word. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, The mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go and take the little book, which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings." Here ends the reading of God's word thus far. So here we have a picture after, within actually, all this chaos. There comes an angel out of heaven. And what we learn, he's clothed with a cloud and a rainbow on his head. And his face was like the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. So much resembling the vision of Christ that John saw in Revelation chapter one. So much of that vision. Now, there are different viewpoints as to who this angel is. And in fact, what Dr. Jeremiah puts forth is that this is the angel of the Lord, Jehovah himself, coming down upon the earth, one foot on the land, one foot on the sea. Now, there are those that may differ, and, you know, we're not going to tell anybody they're right or they're wrong. However, when you think about it, let's think about it. God has spoken in human form to people before, and we think of Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, when God came down to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. He stopped and spoke to Abraham. Abraham saw three men coming toward him. And in fact, he actually called one of them Lord or Yahweh. 
he ate with them. He cooked them a meal. And the angel that spoke to, to Abraham told him, we're going down to Sodom because we've heard some bad news about Sodom and I'm going down to see if it's true. And Abraham actually negotiated with the Lord that if he found at least 10 righteous people in Sodom, he would not destroy the city. And the Lord agreed. And if you know the story, they never found 10 righteous people and Sodom was destroyed. We also have Moses who asked the Lord if he could see him face to face. And the Lord told him, well, you can't see me face to face and live. But if you hide yourself in the rock, I'll put my hand over you and I'll walk past you. You can see my back. So there are times when the Lord has communicated and been in the presence with others, with humans. Could this be that this is the Lord again? Well, we already know about the glory of Jesus. And I'm not saying that this is Jesus. But we do know that there is a mighty angel who comes down and stands with one foot on the land and one foot on the sea. And in his hand, he's holding an open book, an open book. Now, we've already learned about the scroll that the Lord said, who can open this book? And it was Christ. And we've gone through all this, the seven seals that were within the book. They're all open now. The scroll, the book is now wide open. And this mighty angel stands with this open book. And what he, he cries with a loud voice, like a lion roars. And Dr. Jeremiah said that Satan's roar compared to God's roar is but a whisper. The Bible says Satan goes about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. But he's got nothing on God. But if you don't know God, then you don't know that. Satan, has, his head's already crushed. He's already lost. But he's trying to convince so many that he's in control. And that's what's going on. That's what we're reading about now. It looks like he's in control of the earth. But this angel roars like a lion. And in answer comes seven thunders. Now, we have no idea what is being said in those thunders. You know, and I know people who are, right now, scared out of their wits with thunder. And that's earthly thunder. That's weather. That's just the weather. Imagine the thunder of God. What is he saying in reference, in response to this angel? We don't know. In fact, when John went to write them down, the Lord says, no, 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 don't write this down. Remember, the book of Revelation was written by John. But at this particular time, the Lord says, don't write that down. Seal it up. Wow. I mean, one day we're going to find out what those thunders are. The thing is, what side of those thunders are you going to be on? You do know that our souls, our spirits live forever, forever, past physical death. But we decide on this earth where our spirits are going to live forever. And there's one of two places, heaven or hell. There's no in between. So then John sees that the angel lifts up his hands to heaven and swears by him that lives forever that there shall be time no longer. Now, what we understand is 
He's not saying that time will end. What it's saying here is that there will be no more delay in judgment. And we know very well, and the scripture said that people will mock us and scoff us, saying that since old, you all have been saying that the Lord's coming and he hasn't come yet. Well, God lives outside of time. We think a hundred years old is old. To God, a hundred years old is but a blink of an eye. Yet we want to judge God because he's taking too long. Well, God has his timetable and it's not ours. But here in the book of Revelation, this angel, this mighty being says, that's enough. It's like God saying, I've had, I've had enough. The judgment is no longer going to be delayed. These were the things that the prophets talked about. Prophet Daniel, Joe, Isaiah, Jeremiah, even the apostles wrote about these times. And now the angel of God, God himself, is saying, no more delay. This is going to happen. Now, remember, we've seen judgments already. They're not done. They are not finished. And so now this voice which John heard in heaven told him, told John. John's been writing. He's just been seeing everything going on. But now he is going to take part. He's actually going to do something in this vision. And he is to go and take the book that is in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and the earth and eat the book. And it's going to make him sick. Now, we understand that eating the book didn't actually mean take the pages and eat them. But he has to assimilate what is in this book. He has to meditate on it. And then he's going to speak. He's told that he must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. He is going to speak these words. You know, it's funny because he's supposed to take it and eat it and assimilate it. And Dr. Jeremiah talked about those of us who will teach and preach. We've got to live what it is that's coming out of our mouths. Because if we don't, up comes that famous word, hypocrite. We can't be preaching about righteousness and holiness and be living unrighteous and unholy lives. We cannot preach and teach about the love of Christ if we don't love Christ. It will show. It will show emptiness and hollowness. So John is taking these things in. And, you know, as we read the book of Revelation, and like I said, we get excited Every time we meet, every week when we meet, and right now we're meeting on Zoom, when people come into the Zoom room, they are excited. They are anticipating something new, something to build on what they've already learned. They are so excited that this mystery book is being unlocked. There is a sweetness in knowing that God is in control, that he knows everything that is going on, that we can talk about the things that we see on the news and we can line them up with scripture, the wars and the rumors of wars. And we look at the financial situation. We look at the cashless society. We look at the all the things that mankind is doing, the LGBT agenda, 
and and the the way of the world, the way that the world is going now, the murders and the the drug use and and the the thefts and we're seeing all these things and they have been prophesied in the word of God. We get excited about that, that we're seeing this and we're understanding why the world is the way it is. But we have family. We have friends who don't want to know anything about it. We have family members. We know people who have actually chosen to go in the exact opposite direction. And it is bitterness to us. It's depressing when we see people reject God, when we hear the things that they say about him, and they're not even ashamed. Whenever anything of a Christian value comes up online and the comments that are said about the Lord and knowing that people are going to have to stand before the Lord and answer for each and every comment, each and every blasphemous thing, that they have set against him. That's not a happy feeling at all. The same gospel that saves, it's the same gospel that will judge. And when I say judge, I mean, Krina, condemn to hell. There's one way or the other. There's no in between. The same Jesus who saves by his blood will also condemn those who rejected his blood. It's like a pendulum. One minute you're excited, and then the next minute you're grieving. But these are the things that we have to speak of. But we're assured that God is in control. For me, knowing that what I'm reading has been prophesied, was written thousands of years ago, yet I can pick up tomorrow's newspaper and see exactly where that prophecy is coming to pass, that's so assuring. For me. I pray that it is assuring for you. Seek the Lord while he can be found. So that is our lesson 23, the divine interlude. It's just a, in the chaos and the mess that's going on, the Lord is saying, I'm still in charge. Don't lose hope. These things must happen, but I am still in charge. God is on the throne. I see people writing it even now, going through coronavirus, this pandemic. God is in control. Yes, he is. But he told us that pestilence would come. You can deny it all you like. That doesn't mean that it's not true. And we see it, pestilence and death. Are we happy about it? No. But we know that God prophesied it. So if he prophesied that, war, rumors of war, And if things are happening, not just that they're happening, but that they're all happening together. Their convergence of these signs. We're starting to see these things coming to pass. The cashless society, the globalization of the world, the erasing of borders, the technology taking over all these things. We could sit down and show you. This study shows you how all these things are bringing the times of revelation to pass. And you don't want to be left behind. I encourage you now to seek the Lord while he can be found. And if you are really, really desirous of seeking the Lord and finding Christ, 
send us an email, swim at logic.bn. Swim, S-W-I-M at logic.bn. Send us an email and we'll be in touch with you. Pastor Seaman, evangelism is her heart. And she will make sure that we reach out to you and that we guide you in the way that the Lord would have you to go. So that's it. That's our lesson, lesson 23, the divine interlude. I invite you to be a part of this study. It's a great study. We are excited. And we would be thrilled to welcome you into the group. Send us an email. But until next time, on behalf of Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman, blessings abound.